Hello, and welcome back to Talking Medicine, the podcast where we delve deep into new medical advancements. As for the second December episode, we will be going over the first ever treatment for transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy. Wow. To make my life and yours a lot more simpler, let's abbreviate this condition to TAC. As I didn't share in my last podcast, this is the second episode for December. And I know it is January 1st, but let's just call it December. And I wish you guys a happy new year. Now, with all that aside, let's dive into what this treatment is all about. Now, I hope you guys know the procedure. First, let me explain a little bit more about this condition, TAC. Although it might sound pretty confusing, it's a pretty simple explanation for this condition. Basically, what happens is, amyloid fibrils get deposited in the left ventricle of one's heart. And these amyloid fibrils contain misfolded transthyretin proteins, which eventually build up and cause heart failure. Now, hold on a second. Let me explain about what protein folding is. As we had said before, these amyloid fibrils contain multiple misfolded proteins, which eventually cause heart failure, right? So what is protein folding and why is it important? Well, in layman's terms, protein folding is literally the folding of amino acid chains. Basically, there are three main structures for protein folding. The primary structure consists of a linear chain of amino acids, also known as a polypeptide chain. This chain has different sequences and arrangements of amino acids. This chain determines the rest of the structure. One small change in the identity of an amino acid can cause a misfolded protein. So now, these individual amino acids have a very similar structure, except for one part, which is called the R group. Basically, each amino acid has one of 20 R groups, and these R groups are classified as hydrophobic, which means water-fearing, hydrophilic, which is water-loving, and then charged, and these charged is either acidic or basic charge. And so, for the secondary structure, the amino acids interact and form hydrogen bonds with each other, making either an alpha helix or a beta pleated sheet. And the main driving force of the structure is, as we said before, hydrogen bonds between the amino acids. And so now the tertiary structure is heavily determined by the interaction between the R groups like we had discussed before, such as hydrophobic interactions and ionic bonds. For example, because some R groups are hydrophobic, they tend to fold inwards and stay on the inside, while hydrophilic R groups want to stay on the outside. And other bonds such as disulfide bridges and van der Waals forces also help with the formation of tertiary structure. Now, coordinary structure can also be reached, but this would require multiple subunits or multiple tertiary structures combining together. This one is pretty uncommon, but it uses the same driving forces that the tertiary structure uses. So now that we have a basis for protein folding, what causes the transthyretin proteins to be misfolded? The protein can be misfolded due to a variety of reasons. As mentioned before, one major reason is due to an error in the polypeptide chain. An amino acid can be replaced by the wrong one, causing a major difference in the final tertiary structure of the protein. Other reasons include genetic mutations or thermal or oxidative stress. So this is important because the buildup of the misfolded proteins in the left ventricle of the heart and other organs causes these organs to stop functioning properly. For the heart, this can cause it to stop beating, leading to a heart failure. Now, how is this prevented? Well, scientists have actually created a medication for this condition. It's called Vindamax, or Tefamatis. 
tefamidis. <laughs> the basis of medication is that Vindamax binds to the misfolded transthyretin trans protein that causes TAC and slows its breakdown and the buildup of dangerous deposits. So by doing so, Vindamax can slow the progression of the disease. So this medication has a high success rate and has been proved to actually work through numerous studies. For example, the efficacy of Vindamax in treating TAC was shown in a clinical trial of 441 patients randomized to receive Vindamax or placebo. And placebo is basically like a fake medication. It, uh, it's supposed to have sort of a psychological effect. And so after an average of 30 months, the survival rate was higher in the Vindamax group than in the placebo group. So Vindamax was also shown to reduce the number of hospitalizations for cardiovascular problems. And on top of this, Patients on Vindamax had 30% lower all-cause mortality, as well as a lower rate of cardiovascular-related hospitalizations compared with similar patients on placebo. So this medication is looking to be very promising. I'd love to hear your guys' opinion about this as well. Anyways, that concludes our podcast. Remember to stay safe out there, and like always, keep learning. Make sure to tune in this month for our January podcast. See you then.